Coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, by way of Stone Mountain, Georgia, birthed by the great state of South Carolina, is the Bryant Land Country Podcast, your place for any and everything in hunting, fishing, sports, and outdoor related, with heavy doses of randomness, guests, and an all-around good time. Here's your host, proud Gamecock, South Carolina Forever, AB3. All right, now, everybody, thank you for joining me, AB3, for another episode of the Bryantland Country Podcast. Welcome. Come on in. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for just taking the time to consume the audio that we put out for you. Remember, if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcast, make sure you hit that five-star rating for us. It helps us out a lot. This week on the podcast, we have the conclusion of my conversation with Mr. Fred Newton. Uh, if you listened last week, Southern Attraction Mudslingers was the title of last week's podcast. So um, if you haven't already, make sure you go check that out. You know, we talked about ATV riding. We talked about some mudding, just outfitting ATVs, um, customizing ATVs, all kind of stuff um, with ATVs side by side and just out here on the trails. This week, in the conclusion of the uh, conversation, we get into a little bit of hunting. We talk a little bit more about ATVs and then just a lot of bow hunting and uh, feeders. We talked a little bit about feeders um, when you're out there feeding, you know, corn and protein and stuff, just a different type of feeders. And he helps me uh, kind of troubleshoot a problem that I was having with one of my feeders. So without any further ado, we're going to get into part two of my conversation, Southern Attraction Mudslingers, part two with Fred Newton on the Brightland Country Podcast. Now, on these trails, are they public trails? Like, what's the public trail system like in Arkansas? Are these private landowners that you running running these on? Because here in Georgia, like, mostly every place where you go, if you don't know, like, a landowner or something, you basically got to go to, you know, an ATV park. I think they got, like, yeah. one public trail. They don't do a whole lot for public trails here in Georgia. What What's that like in Arkansas? Well, we had in the country, you know, it's uh, different people land. And uh, some of the hunting land we got, but uh, what we do, we establish a, a relationship with the people land we ride on. And, you know, we basically try to stay where we not tearing up nothing pretty much. Uh, we'll, you know, try to talk with them and see what's good and what's not. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we ride a whole bunch of gas line and, and high lines. Okay. What we try to do, a lot of people we talk to, long we ride during the summer, it's fine. Okay. That's why I said, like, the beginning of August, I pretty much try to shit all the riding down, down that way where I'm at. Gotcha. Because people are getting ready for hunting, hunting season. Right. And, you know, I'm a hunter, so I know how it is. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and try to get the roads right. We basically try to stay off the road that they going into their hunting lease or they where they deer stand at. So we basically try to find, you know, some old bad spots that's out of the, out the way. But uh, when you got a large group like that, man, you you got to pretty much stay on high lines and gas lines because maneuvering through the woods and people get lost <laughs> right. and hung up. You got these big wire bikes and stuff that you have to try to get through the woods or cut bushes and trees or make another way around for us. So most most of the stuff we ride 
little dirt roads, back country roads and stuff, and high line and gas line. We we probably have about a few spot that we go through the woods, through land and stuff. But basically, the establishing a relationship with the landowners or uh, lease people or whoever, you know, talk with them, get it okay, you know, let them know what we're doing and when we coming. Okay. But uh, and then we have um what we call family land people in the group that have family land that we ride on. Okay. Okay. So that's what's up. Yeah. Uh, the power line is so funny because like I ride by, especially obviously out like in the country, but even you know in the suburbs and stuff, you can see these long lines you know like they used to say back in there you know as far as the eye can see like you're looking at them power lines and you can just see like all the greenery and stuff and i'm just like man i would love to cut loose on one of those things yeah. <laughs> but you know but you know obviously yeah. you just can't go riding on you know down the power line trail or whatever it's a especially if you don't know who lands it is and b if it's government yeah. land and that's a whole bunch of other bs to come yeah. along with that yeah but yeah, no, those power lines, they, they look now, are you taking like the road that those trucks and stuff take when they need to go in there? Or are you just tearing up and just making your own way? No, uh, we, um, basically trucks that go in on, mm-hmm. uh, we'll go down through them. Um, most of them, when it rain, you know, they'll get muddy. Yep. So we'll, you know, we'll go down through just slang a little mud, but most of our bad holes we got, they like round little, real little swamp area, creek area. Yeah. You know, and we have some on Highline that some of the family mem- members own. Mm-hmm. We do a couple of bonnet holes on. Uh, we got the permission to build a couple of bonnet holes. What we do is take a track hole or something mm-hmm. and we make our own, own mud hole. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. But, now we have got off point a couple of times and you know uh we we didn't get in trouble you know we had a talk with the landowner uh whatever we tore up something we'll try to hit him out any kind of way we can you know or whatever mm-hmm. but we had never been in no real real bad trouble by right okay okay we basically try to you know talk to all the landowners or do whatever before we go where we're going wow you know, cause you, you don't want no police or no big fine going to jail, right, nothing like right. that. Right. <laughs> having somebody come there. Have you been able, even if you talk to them and, you know, you get everything squared away every now and then there's somebody that's just, you know, not minding their business or call themselves being a good citizen or, you know, maybe they are trying to be yeah. a good citizen. I guess I shouldn't be too cynical about that. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> we try right. to. Well, no, not you guys, but, you know, you have somebody that's like yeah. you know out there kind of not you know minding other folks business and stuff my mom yeah. does it a lot and i get on her about it it's just like take your behind back in the house don't worry about what them people yeah. do <laughs> like, so my my question is how do you run in any kind of trouble like that where you got people that may don't know what's going on but you've got everything cleared on your end and you've talked to the landowner but then like you know the sheriff or somebody come out and find out what's going on because somebody called them thinking that they're doing yes, the right sir. thing yep we have did uh one time you know since we right here on the arkansas louisiana border mm-hmm. uh where we ride we messed around we was on the louisiana side you know on the gas line okay and it was just some people down there i guess they were frog gigging or something like that and we were coming through well they they called the, the sheriff out he come out once he seen what was going on mm-hmm. and seeing how many people it was man he was like 
Uh, it ain't no problem. Uh, he just got the wrong misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. At least, you know, it didn't turn into a, to an altercation or, or God forbid, even worse, a hashtag. So that, that's good that it was easily diffused. And then just real quick, I want to clean up one thing for those of you listening. You might have heard the term frog gigging. A lot of y'all may know what that is, but for those of you that don't know, basically going out there catching frogs. That's all. So, which is something on the list that I need to do myself. But anyway, all right, let's transition here, and then I need to get you get you out of here because I know I'm cutting into your uh, to your rest in your sleeping time. Oh man, you are. As I said earlier, just by looking at your post and looking at what you got going on, you are basically the Don King of Arkansas. You promoting these events, you promoting these, you know, other shows and concerts and stuff. You got your hand in a lot of things. What I want to know about, talk to me about this bow hunting tournament. Cause did I read it right? You've been putting it on for almost 10 years. Yes, sir. It's 10 years. It'll be the 10th year anniversary this year. Wow. Man, uh, how old are you? I'll be 40 in November the 30th. Okay. okay. Uh, this year. Wow. Uh, a lot of people say I got an old soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, I, I can see where they, I can see where, where they would get that from. But, <laughs> but hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. So, okay. So talk about this bow, this bow hunting tournament. Cause this is something that I've kicked around in my head to try to do either here in Georgia and South Carolina and don't really know the steps of how to do it. And we'll talk about that offline. But tell me about your tournament. What, what's your tournament about? Is there money involved? Prizes? Pride? What, what all of yeah. it? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> what you got here? Man, um, you know, I've been shooting bows since uh I think it, I started it was around like in two thousand. As I started, you know, down here you got a whole bunch of people that bow hunt, especially people of color, you know, mm-hmm. uh, around here. So, you know, you see the little tournaments going on and all that. So uh, when I started, you know, I was sitting there, I was thinking, I was like, man, what could I do? You know, me, man, I like having gatherings, you know, just meet people, have fun. We cook, you know, uh, my grandma, I got it from my grandmother, you know, never did meet a stranger. My, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, my grandmother, she used to cook big pots and you didn't have to know her. If you come around strong and you were hungry and needed some place to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be a stranger. She'll let you in. So I basically got it from my grandma. But uh, my tournament, you know, I come up with the idea of just having it started out. It was just six, seven people of us. We set targets. Back then, we didn't have no 3D targets. Mm-hmm. We had a little makeshift deal target or hay bales or something like that. Uh, we set them out through the woods. And basically, you know, we shoot, collect points, you know, different point system. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it Grew on, grew on. So now it's, it's got a little bigger, but it kind of fell off a little bit. But we have trophies, trophies, prizes, money prizes. Then we do uh, prize shoots. We give away trophies. We'll have an individual competition where, it's, you know, you got your hunting set up. Can't okay. have no competition boat. See, I like that. Uh, I, I yeah, like that right there. No range finders. Oh, you gotta guess the yard. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait. Time out. So now when you, you setting these targets out, are you just kind of feeling it when you putting it out or are you standing at the line ranging it so you can kind of like space them out and you know what the distance is, but maybe the competitor doesn't know. Like how, how are you doing yeah. that, man? You, you, uh, 
You handicapping t- people off the rip. <laughs> I tell anybody, uh, the furthest shot is 40 yards. Okay. Uh, the, that's the furthest, um, the shots go be. Okay. And what I do, I go out, I do it in different areas, man. Um, Reen, I do it in different areas. I try to make it every year, like we got people come from Louisiana to shoot. You know, I try to, uh, hook up with them, you know, and go to they, they place one year, you know, Basically, you know, just keeping in different areas, you know, try to get closer to different people who do it, you know, where they ain't got to travel. Okay, gotcha. So, um, but uh, I go out, cut little lanes out, and uh, I think about how far I want this target. Uh, set it up, and you know, some some of the shots we be off platforms too. Oh wow! So, okay, yeah, um, off platforms, and then I try to set one up. Where it's on a what I call a roller system, put it on the cable and and I have like a four wheeler winch pulling. <laughs> so, but we, it, it, man, I I got all kind of different scenarios, man. I try to come up with something new every year, <laughs> man. But it basically from anywhere from forty yards, and uh, you get two shots. If you miss your first shots, you got a second shot, but it's half of the points or whatever you hit. Okay. So like if you come back so, and you hit a ten lane, you miss it, completely miss it the first time, you come back and yeah. you hit it in the ten ring, you only get five points. You only get five okay. points. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll we'll have in the world to about ten targets um set up in the individual and once uh everybody go through we shoot, round up the points, see who the winner if one person got more points, he he the winner. Okay, he'll get a big trophy. Everybody only goes around one time, so it's not like a tournament style or like head to head or anything like that. It's just everybody goes around, and then your points value yes, um at the end. Yes, sir. And then uh if you have a tie at the top, what we do is a shootout. I allow to pick a, a, a distance with a target mm-hmm. and have you the uh, them two shoot it. And whoever hit whatever points they hit, whoever hit the highest, this will win. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so man, it's fun. Uh, what I try to do on the individual is a trophy, uh-huh. and then the interest fee for that that group. You know, I put the money in it also. Right, put it in a pot, and then you just go. Yes, sir. Wow. And we have a two man team tournament uh, where it's two people. Then it's just like an individual self. You add your partner, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's group shooting against groups, and I have a prize shoot. You know, I try to get a good prize every year to give away, you know, um, lock on stand cameras, uh, 55 gallon deer coin, you know, right. Basically whatever you got to do with hunting. Yeah. Like a good, a good hunting prize. Are you, yeah. <laughs> are you getting, uh, donations or are you? No, sir, it, it comes straight out my pocket. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No donations, uh, sponsors or nothing. Wow. Dying this way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it basically come out. Man, I basically don't make nothing out the tournament. You know, I might make a little bit, mm-hmm. not nothing, but to me, it's not about that. You know, about making the money out there. Man, it's about just just having fun. Yeah, just you know? having having a good time and having fun. Yes, sir, and meeting new people. You know, that that's what I like. You know, the more people you meet, it just 
I don't know. It, I just like meeting new people <laughs> and just having fun, you know, just showing love. Yeah. You know, especially with how everything in the world going, you know, it's all about showing love. Now, with your tournament, you were saying, like, you cutting, like, lanes and stuff. So, like, are you doing this on your property? And it's so it's not, like, just straight across different targets. Like, it's almost like a um like a 3D course kind of deal? Yes, sir. It, um. Some of them we might cut lanes, or some of them it's like a real life scenario. You have anywhere from a a, a deer to a hog, turkey, bobcat, fox. Let's see, leopard. You know, mm-hmm. we'll take one like in a hunting scenario. You might see one come, be- a deer come between two trees or behind a bush, or you might have a straight shot mm-hmm. with no a- obstacles in the way. And then you might come to a spot where you have to climb up on the lock on probably about we'll try not to put them no hiding five because i have a buddy that that shoot with me okay um he went fought in the war i forgot which one it was but he would blow it up in a tank and it's hard on his legs he can walk but his, his legs are kind of messed up right he tried to make it equipped for him too you know um you allowed to come up have to shoot out a ground blind Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, you got this thing set up. Like, you you have thought it, like, all the way through yes, and <laughs> just got it, like, set up. Man, that that is freaking awesome. When is this tournament? Is it on the weekend? Uh, it's it's This year, it's going to be on the Sunday. Uh, what date is it on? Um, Hold on. Okay. I forgot the date. September <laughs> <laughs> the 22nd. Sunday, September 22nd. That's the second week of deer season in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, okay. Down here, it's the week before deer season. Okay. You're kind of killing me, but okay. Because <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to figure in my mind how I can pull pull that off. We'll talk about I won't bog down the podcast with that. We'll talk about that uh, as far as me trying to pull that off because I like that. Even if I just can figure out a way to get there and watch, I kind of I, I like that idea. I mean, that, that tournament – uh, what's the, what's the biggest number? 10 years now going strong. What's the, what's the largest turnout that you've had? Uh, the, the largest turnout, man. One year we had like, I think it was around 15, 15 to 20 people in the wow. tournament. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, especially with the exposure, you know, down here, around here, you don't have too many people bow hunt or if they don't know you, they won't come or. Sure. But, um, 15 or 20 people turn out one year and man, it was a good one. Man, I think we shot all the way to, we couldn't see no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. that, I mean, that, that, the way that you got it, cause you see like a lot of 3D tournaments and I've seen guys, you know, posting about 3D tournaments. And again, no knock on what anybody does. I mean, you know, whatever works for you works for you. But it seems like it's real. Like the thing that has kind of like deterred me from doing 3D, it's like you got guys mixed with hunting setups or you got like a target bow or um not target competition, you know, style bow. You know, guys got bows is exclusively for 3D that might, you know, be a little different yeah. than their hunting setup. The way that you sound like you got yours, it's just like running gun, like let's go. Like we out in the field, yeah. you know, there's a hunting tournament and it's a hunting setup and whatever situation that you think that you might come across when you hunting you know you liable to come across in this tournament it's not just standing flat foot you know behind the line at 20 yards or 35 yards or whatever and then just mm-hmm. seeing you know who can get points depending on the rings that you hit like you're like you got a little uh you, you got a little sauce to you got a little spice to your tournament i like that yeah yeah um 
man, I like to try to think out the box. You know, uh, with his hunt, like this year, uh, I already got one idea that I'm coming up with. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, what we're gonna be is a pun. So, uh, I'm trying to put a deer on a, on a float or a man, boat or something. Come on. Come on. <laughs> or, come uh, on. Shoot off, shoot out the boat. <laughs> come on, dog. I thought you was gonna say, like, shoot across the pond or no. something like that. You gonna, man, you gonna put yeah. somebody in a boat. And have them wading across the pond trying to shoot that. And, it, and it's funny because I've seen pictures of where people have like taken canoes, I guess, onto like small island or like take like a small boat or a P-Rogue or something like that and go to like an island, like a, a kind of a sealed off island or whatever and hunt deer. And they pull some monsters yeah. out of there, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That. Yeah, man. It, it, it's a good thing. It, it's, it's a good tournament. You know, to have fun, you know, all the bow shooters that come, man, uh, they basically, the only thing they have to pay for is just whatever, whatever group they want to shoot in. You know, we, we got food, the food be free. Mm -hmm. Try to throw some wild hog on there. Oh, okay. Uh, barbecue deer. Sometimes we'll cook fish. You know, we try to put the food in there too. So, cause down here we love to eat. Man, that's <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite trips is when we go to like Louisiana and stuff, like to eat and whatnot. And even when I used to go to Arkansas, matter of fact, when I used to go to Fayetteville, Vietnam is what they yeah. call it. <laughs> the Fayetteville. <laughs> oh, well, we used to go there. There's a catfish place. God, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a catfish place right down the road from, uh, University of Arkansas. And every time, like, after we finished, like, a game or something down there, we would go to that catfish spot. So I know, yeah, like Louisiana, yeah. I know in Arkansas, you guys eat good. Yeah, yeah, we, we eat good down here. <laughs> <laughs> but man, food, uh, like I said, brims, mm -hmm. you know, catfish fillet or deer or barbecue coon. Okay, wait you know, a minute. What no, else? no, 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 Fred, no. You don't no, eat no coon, hell, man. No, look here, man. <laughs> man, look. coon is good. <laughs> you are the, I want to say recently, like in the last month or so that I've been talking to, probably about the fourth or fifth person that has tried to sell me on barbecue coon. There's a guy that stays by my mom. And when I go home, you know, we talk because <laughs> like, you know, usually, you know, he helps out and stuff when I'm not there. So usually I bring him, you know, whatever I've shot like over the season, whether it's geese, ducks, you know, I've deer, yeah. hogs, you know, turkey, whatever, you know, I can bring to him just as a gratitude for helping out, you know, when I'm not able yeah. to be there. And we were talking and I was telling him about the raccoons um, that I basically my entire turkey season, I feel like was blown up because of the coons and stuff because I was still feeding like a lot of corn and whatnot. And I had coon tracks all over the property. And I said, you know, once, you know, I get back, I'm going to start trapping coons and whatnot and trying to be a quote unquote law abiding citizen. You can't track coons until October, which is dumb as hell yeah. to me because they are a nuisance <laughs> yeah. species. Uh, you should be yeah, able sure to take is. them out any time of the year. My point is he was saying, well, you catch them coons, bring them to me. And I'm like, what are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> it was like, he said, bring, he was like, man, I cook some good coon. First of all, I've never heard anybody say that in my life. Yeah. Uh, 
all, <laughs> of all the things that you are known for for cooking, I've never heard anybody say, "Man, my coon is off the chain." Never heard yeah. that before. But yeah, that's what he said. He was like, "Man, I promise you." He was like, "I will barbecue." He's like, "I make it like pulled pork." And yeah. if you put uh, a pan of pulled pork next, uh, a regular pan of pulled pork and pulled pork barbecue, or not pulled pork, but a pulled uh, coon, he said, you won't be able to tell the difference. I said, you damn lie. <laughs> but he is not. He is also, like I said, the third or fourth person to say that. Man, what what in the world? What are you talking about? What are y'all doing? That allegedly that this coon <laughs> is going to taste like barbecue and I'm not going to be able to tell the difference. <laughs> Man, the the seasoning, you know, the preparation for it, whatever you put in it, you know, what you marinate them in, you know, and then you got to clean them, you know, right? Make sure you clean, you know. Some people down here to identify it's a coon will leave one of the foot on the coon, you know, after they clean them. That way you'll know it's a coon because you never know what somebody uh, silly. <laughs> so so you go you go barbecue a raccoon and you just go have the foot sticking out for me, huh? No, when you when you get ready to cook him, when you get ready to cook him, you you cut the foot off. You know, uh, basically you cut the foot off, marinate him, put all your vegetables or whatever you go put on him. You know, right. And then we'll some people will wrap them up in for a pan and put them in that um, on the pit. But man, the way we like to do them, we'll season them up and throw them on the grill just like he is and cook him. Like your barbecue chicken or something. You're killing me. You know, I, I need you. It. If, <laughs> I'm not saying, first of all, if I can get down there in September, I'm not saying that I'm trying coon. I'm telling you that right now. Don't, don't, yeah. don't have any delusions <laughs> of grandeur about me trying nah. raccoon, but I do want to see, you know, this done because I mean, obviously this ain't nothing new. And I know like if you, <laughs> if you listen to my podcast or whatever, and I've been talking about coons for the last couple of weeks because they're getting on my nerves and I can't stand yeah. them. Don't get me wrong. Trust me. Yeah. I know people are out there barbecuing raccoon and I know a lot of people like to do like coon and sweet potatoes. They swear like that's like the yeah. second coming. <laughs> so I'm, I'm familiar. Don't get me. Don't, don't get it twisted. I'm familiar. I know it's done. I've just never seen it done. And I want to, like I said, if I can get there in September, you can put a coon on. I'll watch you do it. I'm not saying that I'm going to sit here and try it, but yeah, yeah. y'all killing me. Y'all <laughs> killing me with this coon. I tell you what, when I start trapping coons, if I can clean them and find a way to save them, brother, you get to Georgia, you can have all the coons you want. Yeah, man. Right <laughs> hey, here, man. Uh, when, when coon, see, coon season in, man, people be wanting them left and right. I mean, some people put them in the oven, put, uh, yams and potatoes on them. You know, it's actually good, but you no, know, I like them off the grill. My grandmother, she used to cook them in the oven. She about the, about the only one that I eat out the oven. Uh huh. She cook them. She was the only one that I eat like that. Anybody so cool. else? So coon is definitely like potato salad. Like you just can't eat everybody. No, you you can't eat everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't eat everybody. Coon. Okay. Well, what? Let yeah. me let me. What, so will they take them frozen? Because like I say, if I if yeah, I yeah, if, that's, if, that's, if I'm trapping yeah. coons and I take the time to clean them out and freeze them and you know it's like here, here you go. Yeah, there is yeah. a gift. This how down here. This how we'll do. We'll kill them and freeze them. You know, wrap them up, freeze them. And, you know, if we give them to somebody, that's how we give them to them, frozen. Yeah. 
it's it's like deer deer meat, you know. Once you kill a deer or whatever, no, Fred, if you don't it's not take... like deer meat. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's my point. <laughs> man, hey, don't knock it till you try it. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Man. No, I like I say, you 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 are not the uh, the first person um, that's trying to get yeah. me on the coon train, but. <laughs> yeah, man, they are nuisance, uh, man. Uh, speaking of coon, especially on feet, on feeders, what I tell anybody, if you got a feeder or anything with legs, mm-hmm. the best way to keep them out, if you don't put PVC pipe around your leg, either get you some grease or Vaseline and cake it up all the way up your legs. And I, I tell you, man, I learned this from a guy. Actually, I was, I was, um, it's been over some years ago. Uh-huh. I was, I had leased this spot and the guy had left his feeder. Well, when I went to get it, it was an older guy. He was real old. He was like 65, 70. Mm-hmm. And I, when I went to move his legs, you know, move his feeder, I was going to take his feeder to him. Man, I, man, what's these on my hand? And he had <laughs> grease on it. And I was like, what the world? You know, I ain't never seen that contraption before, but, uh, when I took it to him, man, what's that? Why you put grease on the leg? Man, you don't know nothing about that old trick. I'm like, nah, that's something new to me. He said, man, that keep your coons and all that from climbing up your legs, spinning your feet or tear your feet up. I said, man, that's a good idea. So if anybody have a leg, you know, put grease, Vaseline, you know, you can get grease that they grease your tractors and four wheelers with. Uh-huh. You can, you can get that or you can get Vaseline. And put up your legs, man. It keep coons off your feet. You know what? I might try that as an experiment because I just got to the place where I got so frustrated that I completely stopped feeding corn because yeah. there's a manufacturer here in Georgia and they make a powder version of their pellets. And yeah. I have not seen a raccoon since I switched to troughs and the uh the powder version because the little sedated rascals don't want to get it in the fur and then they need little paws and whatnot which is funny to me it's just like you are you you are the thief and the shyster of the woods but you too sedated to get powder on your little fur or whatever so they don't like i say they don't mess with it at all but i i may go back and try you know with the grease and stuff i i've never heard that before that's <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, if anybody, if anybody, hey, they right there that Vaseline or grease would get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it'll keep them off of Man, and then the funny thing, too, that I was going to, it's funny that you brought up feeders because I was going to ask you, correct me if I'm wrong, because I saw you was out there, you get ready, you know, putting some uh some feed down in one of them trough, uh, not trough, uh, gravity feeders. Gravity. And it looked like you looked like you got that old, uh, that old boss buck gravity feeder. How you like that thing? Man, I love it. Uh, for its gravity feeding right here, I love it. Now, do you Man. keep it? Now, is it out in the open or like where a lot of heat and stuff can get to it? Or is it back up like in the woods and some trees? The, the, the point that I'm getting to, because I recently purchased one and the only reason I try to stay away from like products and stuff until people realize the value of my podcast and want to start paying me to talk about it. But the <laughs> reason why I wanted to ask you about it is because I got one and I had it like deep in the woods. Like there's not a lot of sunlight and stuff coming in there. And then after a big rain, you know, even with it closed off and stuff, the mold and whatnot inside the field, like it ruined 
a bunch of yeah. feed for me. And so I'm just trying to figure out like, okay, maybe does it need to be like out in the open where the sun's constantly hitting it? Like, is there something different? Like, what am I missing? Uh, the Bob's Buck feeder, man, I have, I think it's three of them. Mm-hmm. And you can put them in the opening in the woods. They completely see it out. You ain't got to worry about no heat, moisture, getting to them. Uh, none of that like that i mean they they good you can leave my i feed year round and mine stay out all year round mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. been having them for some years ain't had no problem yeah. like i said the only thing i had problem with the first time was coon climbing up yeah one of them at <laughs> one of the lips off uh with a feed uh fall down to so it running out on the ground but i had to make something up to fix that but that's the only problem you have. It's it just cool climbing on Man, them. Man, I had a uh, picture. I think I posted it a while back. I had a picture. Man, one of them some bitches was swinging off of the uh, off of the port where the where the feeding stuff come out. He climbed up, and I guess he lost his like grip or lost his balance or whatever on the leg. Like once he reached to the port, and some bitch was hanging off of the port, like hanging for dear life. Like trying, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, but after I switched to the pellet, it was fine, and I didn't have any problems. But like I said, I had it like back up in the woods, so it was a lot of humidity, a lot of moisture, a lot of whole, a lot of sunlight. So even after yeah. you know a good rain, it's still humid and wet back up in there. You know, three, four, five days after yeah. the fact, and I'm just guessing like the air, you know, got up in there in the ports and then you know got everything clawed up or whatever that's why i was just wondering like if you had it like out in the open or whatever where a lot of sunlight's hitting it kind of keeping it dry almost yeah i have one out in the opening well i have two out in the opening because uh one spot i have is uh have a gas line running down through it Mm -hmm. um it's in the opening and then uh one of my both both spots that i hunt it's out in the opening on the edge of a wood line Okay. So, um, but um, I have one in the woods. I actually have a homemade one that I I made that looked like a boss buck feeder, but it's a 55, 55 gallon drum with mm-hmm. the sprouts on it. But that one right there now, like you said, uh, yeah, it fell over one year, and with the legs onto it, it kind of had a split. You know, I had the feet. Uh, it did. It got marshed in. It stopped up. I'm wondering, man, what's going on? So <laughs> it ended up finding out that what it was. It was getting wet and getting marshed in it. And the feet, you know, mold and get hard. So you end up have to pour it out. But the boss bucks, man, they, they, they some good feeders. Okay. All right. Around right. here, we can't use open top feeders or, or trough feeders. You know, we got, like I said, coon. Then you got wild hogs. Yeah, yeah, the hogs. Yeah, see, and that's that's the thing. Like here, like once I switched to um to a trough feeder, like I said, first I was doing pellets. Like it was no way I put corn. Like I put corn in the trough feeder, and it's like a corn soybean mix. Man, I might as well just pour it on the ground because I had like coons, rabbits, squirrels, all of them in the trough, just kind of hanging out, just sitting in. I got pictures <laughs> of them. They just sitting in the trough like they at the club or something. Yeah. So, all I, on top of the feed. Yeah, like you know, like this ain't the hangout spot. Like what, what y'all doing? So I, yeah. I started feeding, you know, pellets 
and that knocked it down a lot. Like a lot of the coons and the um, possums and stuff, and even the squirrels, they didn't really want to fool with the pellets. And then, like mm-hmm. I said, I had a guy that was telling me about the uh, the powder, and I started putting the powder in there, man. And I don't hardly see any raccoons at all. But you know, you always want to try to keep a corn around yeah. just for like turkeys and stuff like that. I don't have any hogs, yeah. thankfully, um, <laughs> on my property. But um, you know, you want to keep like the corn, you know, like for the turkeys or whatnot, and just to kind of like mix it up for the deer. But yeah. So yeah. I, I've been doing trough for about a year and a half now, and and I love it just because, like I said, it keeps keeps those varmints out. Man, yeah. Fred, I could do this all day long, man. <laughs> I have thoroughly enjoyed. It. I know you said when uh, we were talking briefly before that you had never, you know, done a podcast or whatever. Yeah. And like I say, when I when I do these, it's not a formal like, hey, you know, let me ask you a question and you give me an answer. Then I ask yes, you another sir. question. You know, I I just like to have a conversation and. You've been great. I thank you for taking time, you know, during your day. Where can people get information about your rise, your bow hunting tournament? Like, just if they want to follow you and check out the badass ATV videos, where can people find you at, Mo? You can find me on Instagram at FredNewton07. Uh, I only do Instagram. I don't do the Facebook thing. And uh, my wife been telling me I need to get back on Facebook, but. You can find me at Fred Newton 07, or you can follow Southern Attraction uh, Mud Slangers on Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And then give me the date. Give the folks a date uh, one more time for your bow hunting tournament. Uh, September the 22nd, 2019 in Strong, Arkansas. Strong, Arkansas. Okay. Where? Yes, what's uh? What's that close to? What's the nearest, like, recognizable? Uh, it's close to Adorado, Arkansas. Um, it's like an hour Hour and thirty minutes from Monroe, Louisiana. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, man, I'm gonna let you get out of here, get you some rest before you have to get back to work. Like I said, thank (laughs) you for joining me, man. I appreciate it, and we'll do it again soon. Man, thank you, thank you. All right, once again, I want to say thank you to Fred Newton for joining me on the Brightland Country Podcast two part conversation, man. We just had a good time kicking back, shooting the breeze, talking about hunting, mudding, ATV riding, four wheeling side-by-side, trail riding, just had a great time talking to Fred Newton. Once again, just a quick reminder, make sure you're checking out BryantlandCountry.com. We got all our videos, we got all our podcasts, and we got our merchandise. Everything Bryantland that you need is on BryantlandCountry.com, so make sure you're checking that out. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I got some stuff I got to get done, but thank you again for joining me on the Bryantland Country Podcast. And I'll catch you guys next week right back here for another episode of the Brian Land Country Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Brian Land Country Podcast, hosted by AB3. Please leave us a positive review and five-star rating on iTunes. Be sure to check out our podcast section on our website, bryantlandcountry.com, for previous podcasts. Check us out on Instagram at Official Bryant Land and Twitter at 3 Land. This has been an AB3 Media Production. Join us next time for another edition of the Bryant Land Country Podcast.